Polyhedron is a production of Simulacra Studios. You can find us on Twitter at SimulacraRPGs or at PolyhedronCast. If the visual medium is your thing, you can follow us at Simulacra TV on both Twitch and YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash simulacrastudios and sign up to be a patron. Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my two friends in two little black boxes. I got Ryan. Oh, sorry, I was distracted by art bots. And Scott. Do not let the art bot seduce you. They will steal your soul and make you do lascivious things for qubits. For I don't know. Qubits. That, that one or, lost. I lost me that. Way. Yeah, yeah, you did. Or, I thought or, you were do. Go ahead. Or it will put some very unusual, like shelf-like patterns inside of things that ought not be done, and that can be uncomfortable. Yeah, indeed. I thought you, were Scott. I thought you were going for a Morton Joe. Like, be not addicted to the art box, my friends. <laughs> That is also a good thing. You know, we all stumble when we start out sometimes. You know, we, yeah. <laughs> we've, done, we've done better intros. We've done worse. Yeah. And you've been there. You've we're not, heard them. We're not paragons of intro virtue like Robert Evans. Nope. Hitler! <laughs> well, sometimes it's just him randomly screaming. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is... sometimes it's mid-sentence of a very interesting conversation that you, they had to bleep everything out of. <laughs> But anyways, welcome back, everyone. Scott, how has your gaming and other entertainment been? It's been good. You know, we've not had your Aeon game because of real world shit, because that's yep. a thing. I'm in the midst of spinning up another another actual play miniseries because I want to do Stompy Robots. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. And uh-huh. apparently no one wants to pay for it, so goddammit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, gaming's other been has been good. I finished up all of Spider-Man. Media-wise, I finished a show called Pantheon, which holy shit, both of you need to watch. Yeah, you keep saying that. You it's keep- really good animation. It's kick-ass AI stuff, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. Cool. Other shit. I watched the first episode of the new Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, which, if you remember from YouTube, oh yes, years ago, years ago. And like the full like full length episode of the first the first episode had me like screaming what the fuck multiple times. So it's done its uh, job. Yeah, I, I can't I can't do that. I cannot do that type of that show. I can't. It's too cringe not cringe, but too suspenseful and awkward. I mean oh. okay. It's, it's more psychedelic freak out insanity. Yeah. When it comes to Dead Hug Me, I'm scared. And it's doing, I mean, it all does it for a purpose, you know. Yeah, there's there's stuff going on. Like, in the first episode, it's all about, about work. Yeah. And the horror that is work. And it, it had me, like, laughing and, and my eyes bugging out and just, like, like I said, screaming, what the fuck. And I, I'm going to watch the rest of it because I love that shit. I hope Nick Nocturne does another another overly animated puppet version of don't <laughs> hug me i'm scared breakdown where i get to see his cute little cat puppet again his cute little cat bucket is amazing, amazing. and ryan how has your gaming and other t- entertainment been well i had to hang up elden, elden ring for a little while because i just need to give it some time until the dlc and yep i just the pain you know the pain uh, the pain. chewed through most of monster sanctuary which is a fun little like kind of metroidvania e pokemon e thing it was fun 
haven't really picked up another game quite yet though about to start listening to the new david wong book that dropped today which one is this title if you can read this you're in the wrong universe <laughs> i love this I, I love just love his titles i mean they're great and they're mm-hmm. mostly true like mm-hmm. and like you're not going to get much more existential and horror than some of the shit in the, the john dies at the end series just like if you if you like stories about things and people getting unwritten to where you never knew they were there yeah it's one of the one of the worst things and it's 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 there a fair bit like <laughs> you minor spoiler like minor spoiler there, there's a character that doesn't have a hand like from the first book onwards you find out in the later i think in the end of the second book that she only didn't have a hand because at some point during the course of the events of that book, she got hit by an unmaking ray. So she never, ever had a hand. She never had a hand, but in yep. actuality, she, it, it yep. happened right in that scene. Yep. And it just, you've been experiencing backwards. like That's uh, fucking great. Yeah, it's... it's That's very fun, clever. Which is why I will read whatever David Wong writes. You know, like, because it's fucking amazing and let's see entertainment well we're going to talk about some of the entertainment watched watching a lot of horror stuff obviously because it's the season hey i introduce you to two classics i watched the hellraiser first and second ones and they were the hellraiser movies <laughs> like That's i very true they kept calling out the 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 tropes mm-hmm. and i yeah, was like god like, damn it look it's the trope <laughs> it's <Right>. her <laughs> Hey, trope girl, you're a trope girl. Yeah, you know I can't. You know it's fun to it's fun to have the cultural literacy to be able to do it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't deride it at all. It's the formula. Like, it's not formulaic. It's just the formula. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Watched a couple. Watched a movie on Shutter called She Will, which was pretty cool. Kind of a meditation on aging for women, though. So if that's not your jam, I wouldn't go for it real pretty very pretty let's see mm. shit dude i've been watching so much stuff i guess you're starting to blur it's starting yeah. to blur together well i started watching this guy called in praise of shadow which he does like breakdowns of like some of the older monster movie franchises like i just watched an hour and a half long documentary on Pumpkinhead, the series oh yeah that's a that's a big one yep and then i'm watching the hills have eyes uh, mm-hmm. one and he just you know, does some interesting media. It's, it's, you know, how much commentary can one man watch? The answer is a fuck ton. Because yeah, the, inf- near infinite. Yeah, I can watch little mini documentaries about shit that I never intend to watch. So I have, like, Noah, I've listened to almost everything Noah has written because they're just fascinating breakdowns. Fascinating. He's, he's pretty good at that sort of thing. As for my gaming entertainment, not a lot of gaming because of just real life stuff. And that is just how the cookie crumbles. But I'll get back into it. My biggest gaming adjacent thing actually is I got a 3D printer. Yeah. A resin 3D printer. And I have successfully printed some minis. I'm still learning how it all works and getting my workflow down. But it's interesting. It's real cool. It's, 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 it's great because once you get it down, it's like the world completely opens up there's so many good stls out there for yep. anything you would want in proxy that you're just like hey i'll print this and in 50 cents worth of resin and a couple hours later it exists it's, it's great yeah it's just it's the spin-up cost yep. you know it, it was a small investment it's about a ps5 worth of money to throw down on there 
But if you if you have a little bit of technical know-how and you weren't willing to follow YouTube videos, you can do it. Actually, if I get really into it, eventually I may buy the big boys, like a big boy, Ooh. like a Saturn or I mean, something. If, 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 there ain't nothing wrong with getting a starter and like moving our way up. Yep. You yep. Know? I, I bought a actually a small hydroponic thing for herb gardening Ooh, as a small neat. one because and, and no not not illegal herb gardening literal like I would like to grow my own herbs and yes and, and make salsas hey, just hey, people know me people basil, know me cilantro the, that's, delicious that's the shit. yeah so you know got a small starter one make a garden get some tomatoes you oh. can grow your own tomatoes I want to make my own salsa. Yeah, you, you need tomatoes for that. Yep, tomatoes and chilies. Oh, I got rolls. the I got the pepper pod coming. I'm ready. Mm. Oh, uh, ooh, pepper pod. That'd be a good podcast. The pepper pod. Oh, sure uh, where we there. where we just react to where we eat hot peppers and scream. Like, <laughs> like it's so pain- good, and we're crying. How painful is it? Yeah, it's pretty pretty painful. On the Scoville scale, what is it? I'm, so, to, I'm sorry. You have to rotate out you. so that one person is is coherent. Yeah. <laughs> Because um, as, as Hot Ones has taught us, you'll get drunk mm-hmm. <laughs> eventually. Yeah, just kind of silly with endorphins. Yeah. As for my actual entertainment, we're going to discuss some of it because, well, I've finished up She-Hulk and a few other shows. Hint. Watching the crap out of crap out of Orville. Um, what? <laughs> I'm just saying hints. Hints at what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> for, uh, they're going to probably see it figured out in the title. I'm going to make it uh, obscure as fuck just because of that. So other than like the 3D printer is really the, the bulk of my free time other than watching the shows we're going to talk about. Hey, Ryan, where are you on Edge Runner? Are you still not done with it? You can spoil it for me, dude. Okay, like, I'm not going to talk fucking, about... You know, I know how it ends. Mm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have an idea. <laughs> but it's so I'm good. Pretty, I'm pretty sure our main character's doomed. <laughs> like, doomed. Almost I'm, like it's a cyberpunk I'm, story. I'm going to guess there's one survivor, and I'm going to guess that due to, you know, her popularity, that it's her. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But anyways, we'll <laughs> okay. talk about that later. Okay. But let's head on into the news, everyone, because there's a couple things on the docket that I want to go over. First things first. Hey, good shout out to our buddy, and I forgot to cut this out because I forgot his name. God damn it. Midnight World. James Davey. James Davey. James Davey. I just, it just launched out of my room. Because our good friend James Davey has released the Midnight World. It's done. It's out in the open. You can go get a copy of it right you now. You should. It's very pretty and fun, yes. and it's a good book. Yep. Uh, I, will, I will say, Matt, you completely, again, mangle James Davey's name because I think you had a little bit of a tongue tie. You called him James Davey. Uh, James Davey. Davey. Yeah. But yes, I will be getting my I've got I've actually it's so funny because I backed a bunch of Kickstarters a long time ago and they're just like October 2023. And I'm like, or whatever. I'm like or 2022. I'm like, I'm not even that's not even a real time for me. Like I don't know what that <laughs> is. So now I'm just getting like backer kit, backer kit, backer kit. It's like get your books, bitch. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh shit, all that stuff I paid for. Fuck. Yep, 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 yep. yep. <laughs> Um, so that's it. So we'll have a link in the show notes. Check it out. It's cool. It's cool game. There's a couple good reviews out. If you do buy it off or trade with your RPG, please go leave a review. It's always helpful. Next thing from Onyx Path, literally the day of recording, they have launched Scion God Gods. So the it's on Backer Kit. It's not like a normal Kickstarter. I don't know well, what Backer Kit has started its own crowdsourcing. Oh, platform. interesting. I see. So they're using that. I mean, Onyx Path does that. I mean, like every now and then they will use a different oh, sure. 
thing sure. because they're exploring their options and we'll see how that works out. You know what? One is as good as another, in my kind opinion. Of. Yep. As, yeah. I, and I aggregate kind of is the back end logistics source anyways. So yeah. it's kind so of, I'm sure going. that'll be more, more fluid. Yeah. That in that concern, but we'll see how it is. Mo I think the difference is mostly there's very little difference in terms of like user end. It's all, it's all the person doing it. I'm yep. sure. Is yeah. yeah. Percentages and a few other things. Well, so. also I, I do generally prefer the idea because I, I've always found, I know that backer kits, the logistics side of things, but I've always had to find the interoperability of the two confusing. Like yeah. I've purchased something on Kickstarter but if I want to go to the backer kit thing, how the fuck do I remember where this thing is? Like, mm -hmm. I can't just go look it up, you know? I generally look it up on my account. email. Yeah, yes. that's what I do. Well, that's the only way I can ever remember any, any of it. Uh, but speaking of Onyx Path related things, as well as books and things that you can buy and rate and review, yep. uh, I believe we talked about it last time, but Beyond Electric Dreams, my Nexus project for Trinity Continuum Aeon, yep. still out there, still needs your money, uh, still needs your rate, ratings and reviews. Uh, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. otherwise I'm going to say that because it involves youth and children like a child, it will die of neglect. <laughs> I am engaged. Hold hostage, boo-boo. Yeah, it's a hostage. I'm, I'm pulling on your heartstrings. I'm, I'm asking you to envision it for, like a for, child. For the children. For yeah, you know, the in the arms of <laughs> the angel. So yeah, all, the, all of that guilt, all of that empathy towards my product. That's what I want. Mode it be. Where are your hearts? Find mm -hmm. them. Then find your wallets. Then find your wallets and give, <laughs> me, and give me $3. Yep. And speaking of which, my project on StoryPath Nexus, Black Knoll, is still there. You can buy it for five bucks. It's good stuff. People like it. Indeed. All right. So what is what other news shall we talk about? Let me. I'm trying to see if there's anything else we need need to talk about. I don't know. Has D&D done another racism yet? Nope. Nope. As, we've yet. gone two weeks without our D&D racism. That's good. I'm so proud of them. <laughs> <laughs> They've oh, done progress. so well for not doing a race. Uh, there's a new, there's a new vice senior vice president for Dungeons and Dragons because the old one went up to, I think, to head Hasbro. Yeah, proper. And so. now there's another person that has moved, been brought in to head up Dungeons and Dragons specifically. So that'll be interesting. We won't see the results of that shake up for another two years. Yeah, that's just the, how the pipeline works. The the slow moving behemoth that will be one D and D. Yep, is still still slouching towards this world, waiting to be born. Yeah, there's a couple actually big questions that's going around Twitter a little bit. Is what will happen to the OGL once D and D one happens? Will mm. they continue it? Will they? finally pull the pull the string or like pull it in and say you can't use our stuff anymore we will start closing down the platforms for that's that a of good thing. question who knows i mean they yep. they definitely need all of the money yep. like every corporation does so i think you know exactly what they're going to do <laughs> i don't know An annihilate competition at all costs well, yeah. i don't know they because they did the ogl and they've done it for so long now it's almost assumed that an OGL will be there in some form and fashion. And that would, if they pulled the OGL completely, that would be super alienating. Like that would, that would piss a lot of people off. You know, they, they tend to not really care about pissing people off because they keep doing it. We'll see. I think it makes them more money than not in the long run. 
honestly, and the popularity well, only they, grows. Once they've got all the D and D nerds on their subscription model hook, I I, I think they'll care less. <laughs> That's true. That's you're not wrong, but I am hopeful. Yeah, it's a real. We've got your money. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna move on to a little bit of news, but but this is a news we haven't done in a long time. We got some audience feedback we got an email everyone an email holy shit so i'm not going to use their actual name but we'll use their tag their their i their internet persona of a random flashbang got in touch with us and asked us a question and we're going to talk about that for a few minutes how does a newcomer sort through all the various versions of spooky game lines to figure out what it is what is for them what is the difference between onyx path versus paradox brand werewolf and also tell more about this other hunter because they didn't know that paradox had hunter the reckoning yep well Uh, i think i think the first thing that you need to understand in terms of like because we're we're focusing on the the world of darkness because that's the the brunt of the question there are plenty of other spooky games out there oh tons tons Um, tons. they're all worth worth a look particularly the midnight world check it out yes yeah but so as it currently stands World of Darkness and Chronicles of Darkness, which are the two main lines that we're talking about, the two main like omni omnibus lines, are both Paradox game lines. Paradox oh. owns them both. They license to Onyx Path the Chronicles of Darkness. Uh, so they Onyx Path are the ones actually writing those books, managing those books, publishing them, all that good stuff. But Paradox Paradox slash White Wolf still owns the license to them bit of a history lesson on this whole thing so we started with the world of darkness back in the 90s yep and you know some of us grew up with that and are thus old yes and around the turn of the century which is another thing old people tend to say is the white wolf they were they were themselves they were just white wolf decided to end the world of darkness line and then start the new world of darkness line yep which was new versions in new continuities of all most if not all of their classic game lines so you have vampire the masquerade in the world in the world of darkness and then in the new world of darkness you had vampire the requiem yep similar you had werewolf the apocalypse in the world of darkness and in the new world of darkness you had werewolf the forsaken these are separate games but they're written at least at the beginning by the most much of the same people, a lot of the same ideas, but it is a they are brand new games in terms of mechanics and continuity. Yeah, and, ju- and just perspective, like a, just a shift mm-hmm. in t- what types of stories are we telling? Also, decoupling canon, like yes. decoupling yep. all the continuity that the, was there. Yeah, the canon of Chronicles of Darkness is unre- basically unrecognizable from the one of. World of Darkness. And, and to help that, that's why they went from when they, a lot of people called it New World of Darkness, mm-hmm. then they eventually dubbed it the Chronicles of Darkness to differentiate it completely yeah, that from ha- World of Darkness. Yeah, that happened around the time of the Paradox buyout. Yeah. Uh, yeah. White Wolf got bought by CCP, which is the company that does EVE, Eve Online, and yep. they kind of held the bag for a little bit, and in that period was when Onyx Path was formed, and Onyx Path still took on the production of New World of Darkness that then became Chronicles of Darkness. It became Chronicles of Darkness around the time of the Paradox acquisition. And that is actually why I got confused and I thought uh, Onyx Path owned 
mm-hmm. Chronicles of Darkness because that's what was where it was coming out. White Wolf wasn't a thing. Paradox yeah. owned it, and they weren't doing much with anything else. So it was like, by all by all accounts, from any most perspective, it looked like Onyx Path owned the Chronicles of Darkness, but that was not the case. It is not, and it's it's kind of funny. Every now and then, as part of their Monday meeting notes, <laughs> every, now, every now and then they'll like. Okay, we're having to explain this again. This is what we own. This is what they own. This is what yeah. we license. This is we're not producing this. Like, please stop blaming us for things that Paradox does. We, <laughs> that that, that, that was definitely an uptick when Paradox started doing their books and everything, yeah. and then people started complaining to them, like, we don't control any of that. Stop yeah. yelling at us. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that that is kind of. That's the run, the basic rundown. We could get into like the weeds and the nitty gritty about it, but yeah, thing in specific you're asking about werewolf. You know, werewolf the Forsaken is a much more street level, uh, kind of spirit cops ter- and territory management style game. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, whereas the Apocalypse, the old version, is you know a big apocalyptic, you know, fantasy myth opera. Yeah, yeah, the more meta plot in big world, big big fundamental shit mm-hmm. where forsaken's like no you've got to deal with your day-to-day stuff and i and i know this is going to be people are going to cringe at this example but if you've watched several years ago there was a t- uh, teen wolf tv series mm-hmm. if you watch that at least the first like two seasons you got werewolf the forsaken it's yeah. literally how it's supposed to be it's like you're just a you're a pack and you're dealing pack dynamics and like people come into your territory they they you you fight and you jockey for position and you keep every kind of the status quo of your territory yeah it, it's a much more much narrower focus of a game Correct. Uh, but yeah that's the basics of it hit us up on twitter if you want to want to get into the nitty-gritty of it or shoot us another email but that's the basics of it we could uh, talk all, all day about it yeah but... yeah there's there's and i'll quickly go over hunter real quick yeah hunter which is the old white wolf's hunter the reckoning which was about human beings being viewed essentially by for lack of a better term angels to try to fight back the night and dealing with the insanity of being given divine power the Hunter that you would see in Chronicles of Darkness is more just, you're just normal people doing with supernatural stuff. That's it. The new Hunter of the Reckoning is a little bit of both, sort of smashed together. They took some of the ideas from Hunter of the Reckoning, toned them down, reinvented them, and but made them a little bit more mainstream, sort of everyday people. And a lot of different organizations all working together and against each other to manage the supernatural in the world. Yeah, it's like they've taken a lot from Hunter the Visual to tone down like the overt supernaturality. And the thing that I like about the new Hunter is that it focuses much like when we talk about werewolf, it focuses much on street level things. The people that you play in the new Hunter the Reckoning are street level people who are in the nitty gritty of it. And they mention the big organizations like the, the Inquisition. Or you know, Project First Light, or you know, the, the the things that you see in the vampire books, and they sort of there's a distinction between the two. They work together from time to time, but it's very much the big guy using the little guy and yep. using the little guy as cannon fodder, and so it's kind of a triangle of of, of opposition and cooperation. Right, because maybe the hunter on the street may pal around with werewolves and vampires to go after 
the big fish because they're causing a bigger problem that you both don't like for yeah. whatever reason. It's not always just against the supernatural. Yeah, sometimes you find common ground with the monsters. So yeah, it's very interesting. I haven't really dug too deep into it. The old hunter never really was my style of game, but we'll see if an opportunity comes around. I'm sure I'll go. I'd love for someone to run a hunter hunter the reckoning game. I love it because I I I like it. But hopefully you answered your question. Yeah. Um, please send more in, everyone. Polyhedron podcast at gmail.com. I know we don't say it. I know we went through a bit of a shifting of where things at, but you totally can hit us up at that email. We will answer your questions on the show if we think they're cool. And they are cool most of the time. Indeed. So we're going to go to the main topic of the show, which is the incredible, the lovely She-Hulk. What a great show. Yeah. It really was. And it, it's just weird. It's very strange. Well, it's it. It's the most like off the wall, off of Marvel format thing they've done in a while. Yes, it's. I would it dare is, to say the most comic book. It is a well. It's guess it's comic book, but it is a lawyer sitcom comedy, and it very much follows the format of that. It's very irreverent. It's very fourth wall breaking it's the stakes are surprisingly low yep and and it's fun and it's so fun so she hulk we're gonna spoil the shit out of it by the way so skip ahead come back later all that usual stuff i enjoyed it because it took a couple episodes for me to get it it was not until like episode four that i was like okay i'm now completely into this show because Fortunately, when I think about it, I like I have all the things I like about it, but the, there are some things I just don't like about it. It needs to be a longer show. I, I feel like it needs to be an hour. It needs to be 45 minutes. I can see that. I, I there were some some things where it was it was very loose. Yes. And like like it it could have had some time, but like I said, that's it's it's obeying its format more than anything else which i i appreciate i appreciate the the commitment to you know this is what the show is but i enjoyed every minute of it i thought it was very funny yep. it was it was just a, a nice take on everything i loved fucking daredevil yeah that was, <laughs> it awesome. was so good the cameos were excellent the cameos and also if you're a real fan of the comics like there's some deep fucking cuts in the show Mm-hmm. Like, people were, like, complaining on Twitter, like, who is that guy? These guys suck. What the point? It's like, dude, they're in the comics. This isn't new stuff. They're pulling shitheads like the Wrecking Crew mm-hmm. from the comics. They're supposed to get their shit kicked in. That's the point of the Wrecking Crew. They suck. Well, <laughs> I think, like, th- this show has a very def- definite audience. Yes. Like, it knows who its audience is. The audience is mainly supposed to be women. And guys who can like step outside of themselves and understand the female perspective. Yep. Which, you know, we, we oh, aspire to. A quick overview we, we because hope. we Jennifer Walters is the cousin of Bruce Banner, aka the Incredible Hulk. And through various incarnations of, of Jennifer Walters, she becomes a Hulk herself. In this iteration, there is an accident while Bruce is in human form, healing from the infinity gauntlet. It's a thing. They hand wave it, move on. She gets infected with his blood. She can turn into a Hulk at will, but the advantage that she has, she's completely cognizant in herself. Watch it. She doesn't have a second persona. She's, she has no mental divide. She is Jennifer 
regardless uh, of what form her body takes. Yeah, it turns out that incontrollable rage monster is just a Bruce thing. Yes. Because Bruce has his own psychological issues and his own rage that he has. He's, he's also, he, he, he's patient zero. Like, yeah. he took all of the gamma radiation. Yep, and Jen just didn't, doesn't have any of those underlying psychological issues. Yep. So she can control it a lot better, which I find fun. And, like, yeah, so this show, what I really love about it is that it it takes aim at the people who are always going to be its harshest critics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it does not pull any punches in in just mocking the people who are always going to be against this show. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I did appreciate that, that it was just like, the, the writers, well, I can say for one one thing, one of the writers on this show, well, Jessica, is Jessica Gao, who made, yes. you know, Pickle Rick. Mm-hmm. So she knows a little something about having a fan base that, you know, is unpleasable. Zig, who is one of the former producers of the Yo! Is This Racist podcast. So I know where, you know, he's fully aware of like the psychotic toxicity of Marvel fans and has made that clear on a number of podcasts. So it's like, yeah, they know who is just going to lose their shit no matter what they do, no matter what they say. Yep. Being decent human beings. So why not make fun of them? Like, why not? Yep. It, it definitely takes the perspective of it's about women. She's a lawyer, but she's also a woman. She has superpowers. And how does that affect her life and her social dynamics and the larger Marvel universe and how it, she's like, at the first, she's like, I don't want to be a superhero. I may have superpowers, but that's not who I am. I'm a lawyer. I spent a lot of years and have incredible amounts of debt mm-hmm. being a lawyer. So that's what I'm going to be. And the first season's all about her, in various ways, reconciling her new abilities with being a normal person or trying to be a normal person. Which will go right the fuck out the window when a cosmic threat shows up because a Hulk, as a Hulk, mm-hmm. you don't get to sit out when the cosmic level threat shows up. Oh, and uh, she acknowledges that at the end. At the end, yeah. she's like, this is just who I am now. No, I enjoyed it. There's a lot of good... The supporting cast is actually what... Jennifer is great. And I forgot the woman's name who plays Jennifer because you guys have said it before. And I, I suck at names. Tatiana Milas. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hard to pronounce name for American white dudes. But she's she, great. She yeah. The show that she was in previously is called Orphan Black. And that show is goddamn amazing. Uh, oh, Tatiana Maslani is yes. her okay. Well, she okay. So she was in Orphan Black. That's yeah, she was. She was the. She orphan was the Orphan Black. Okay, cool. Yeah, my parents love that show. Yeah, so oh, good. And she she's a very interesting Jennifer Walters because she's kind of a plain like the way she dresses and her body posture and everything. She's very plain. She's not like super hot or anything like that. She's just. I'm a person. I'm a person doing my thing. Yeah, she's not very glam. Yeah, very... 100%. But when she turns into She-Hulk, she becomes super glam. Like, that's the economy of it. And they actually do, it's a little rough at some points, but they actually do a pretty decent job with their CGI throughout the series. It's pretty consistent. They do a solid, yeah. a solid it, on it. It's consistently okay CGI. Yeah. For a 30-minute show on... Yeah. Um, trying to be they're trying to minimize how much and that's the advantage of playing someone who can 
like we don't have to have her in She-Hulk form all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, they do nod to the price. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. They, they do uh, eventually it, nod to that. Yeah, it is very and funny. One of the one of the and speaking of which, that's one of the cornerstones of this series is she. After you become She-Hulk, she starts talking directly to the camera, mm-hmm. and she's talking to the audience. She knows she's on her show. She knows it's her deal. She's Deadpooling us, and that's the advantage of this show is. It's a not a spoof, but it can make fun of the Marvel setup, yep. And what what now has become a a multi billion dollar franchise that is just a part of the cultural staple of the world now. She can make fun of it, yep. And that's the point. It's very good. There, yeah. There's there's great cameos. There's Marvel cameos up and down. Wong shows up a couple of times, uh, <laughs> or as is... they call or as they called him, Twitter armor. Twitter armor. Twitter armor. <laughs> Wonger. That, that episode, I was like, okay, you did it just enough that it didn't become completely, like, it didn't overstay its welcome. Like, the lady who kept calling him Wongers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ashlyn. 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 Yeah. His best friend. Like <laughs> his his best new, friend. Wong's new best friend, Ashlyn. Yeah, very funny. Uh, we have J- Jamila uh, Jamil uh, oh. as Tatiana. Oh. Tatiana, I, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Titania. Yeah, as Titania. So she, she's in the the good place, and that's how I got to know her. Mm-hmm. And she's so an absolutely funny. stunning, gorgeous, talented woman, right? Mm-hmm. Through and through. Then I watch her in this, and I'm like, and I'm waiting for her to start talking and being a character, and she knocks it out of the park because she is the fucking worst. You're just like, oh. I think, I think my favorite you. thing about her in this role is like she was she she did a thing when she was interviewing about it yeah and she she's like i really wanted one take where instead of she hulk punching me in the stomach she punches me in the pussy yep uh, and they show the take of her reacting as though she has been punched in the pussy and it's so funny <laughs> but the marvel's like we can't do hey, that. we can't do that one we man. can't do that's, that that's well, sorry we don't do crotch shots in Marvel. Yeah. yeah. But she, she does this amazing job because she just feels despicable. She's not in the same league as She-Hulk, but she wants to be, and she fucks with her, and it's mm-hmm. great. Well, it, it's an interesting thing because she, you know, she played Tahani, and Tahani was a, a fundamentally sweet and good, just out of touch. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is if she took Tahani's, like, weird influencer socialite thing and just turned it to be just monstrous and was mm-hmm. and was completely self-serving completely and utterly self-serving like but she's also like a representation of like female power to its most like toxic degree mm-hmm. and that's that's something they play around they play with a lot of concept of social toxicities and like what level because also men and toxic masculinity plays a huge part in this show because it's about what women when what about men responding to powerful women which what jennifer walters becomes an icon of of being a powerful woman yep because she's both smart and physically imposing yeah and you just like got oh god the guy the guys who was like a fetish like the fetishist because yep. she goes through some dating where she's like, I like She-Hulk, but I'll I can leave Jen. It's like that's so shitty. I think that the term I heard was Amazon Chaser. Amazon Chaser. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's an Amazon Chaser. He, he likes he, tall, powerful women. He wants to be a little spoon. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, people... Or I mean, this dude was, or he, he just wants somebody like what he considers on his equal. Yeah, um, yeah, really gross. But so I think we should talk about the ending. Yes. Sure, sure. Let's go right because it is the most meta. Because these, because most of these episodes are very popcorn. Yes. So I, my opinion on the ending is I really like it, but I also really don't. I like it for being what it is, and I thought it was very cool and clever. But it also wasn't a satisfying ending, right? It, but I think that was. And, the but that point. was the point. The yeah, point. That was the point. I, I, yeah. I mean, you could just feel like, well, I mean, and that's one of those like, I appreciate that you did that. Mm-hmm. Can I have an ending next time, please? Yes. Just please, next time when you inevitably get another season, I'm begging you, just give me an actual conclusion to something instead of, it's fine. Yeah. Well, see, that goes back to my problem because part of the constraint of being 30 minutes is because I've seen shows that work very well in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. They're very tight. I don't think the writers on this show can do they the writing and everything needs to be tighter, more cohesive. I don't know. I I think they did a good enough job for most of it. I just think they blew their wad on the last episode on the twist. Yes, yes, and absolutely. Then did not have time to then go back and provide Address an it. actual, cohesive, satisfying conclusion to all of the threats. Yeah. They just kind of hand-waved them like, this is how I want it to be. And it, it, that's the price you pay when you step out of the narrative. Yeah. Yeah, she, she, for everyone there, obviously, you probably shouldn't be spoiled on this. You should go watch it. But she literally goes out of her show. Yeah. Into the quote unquote real world to mm-hmm. meet Kev- Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Which is like- just essentially a floating AI that is probably, it's basically Kevin Feige. Yeah. And Kevin talking- Feige, the robot. And it also, it still has the hat though, which is, it's, that was the point. <laughs> I knew it had to have the hat. Yep. And the point is, like, she's like, this is a ridiculous ending. She's literally calling out the tropes of, Big Marvel endings need to be big punch em ups mm-hmm. that, that try to resolve the plot line and, and throw and everything. The, and before she does that, the ending is kind of ridiculous. And that's why she has to leave the show, go to into the real it. world to fix it. Because she's like, this is awful. Now, to your point, Scott, Lee, I think we won't have that again. We'll have a more concrete story in season two because he says, you will never come out of here again. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's like, you can do this once. once. Mm-hmm. You, you you get your wit one wish. Yeah. And then the AI that generates all Marvel movies and content will do what it will. Yeah. What is really cool though, because she can break the fourth wall, and she does this a lot in the last episode, is hint at shit that's going on in the Marvel larger Marvel Marvel cinematic universe. One of which is the X-Men. Yep, she talks yep. about the X-Men. She talks about the when X-Men. We're gonna get the X-Men. Like it'll happen. It'll happen. The we get Daredevil. We get the reintroduction to Daredevil in his new yellow suit, which is Disney's coming out with Daredevil Reborn. Yeah, um, which I will. Or watch. Born Again. Sorry, it's called Born Again, and we'll see if if Jennifer shows up in there from time to time. I would be uh, so all about that. They had fucking chemistry. Okay, so I want to I want to go over that. Actually, I just remember that. I never thought about, oh, Daredevil and Jennifer would get along well, so well. But the moment I saw them on screen together, I clicked in my head. I'm like, oh, they are perfect for each other. Oh, yeah. Just super lawyers. Per- mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Super lawyers. They have very similar perspectives. Well, it, it I just think, I think the actors pulled it off. Like the actors yeah. had chemistry. 
Like important. it was it was so it was like palpable. Like she even called out, like, are you guys feeling this? And I'm like, <laughs> and and everyone was like, yeah yeah I oh also i uh, what was interesting about this verse version of matt murdoch is he was more playful yeah in yes. the original netflix series he's very he's less very playful. Dark. there's a reason i couldn't watch the third season i'm just like i can't do this anymore it's too <laughs> miserable yeah it, it, for this one this was him being playful and funny and flirty and i'm like okay yeah i can totally get behind this because it's Matt Murdock. Mm. Yeah. And like people, anyone who complained about like them <laughs> getting together, it's like Matt Murdock fucks. Uh, he fucks. I got fucks. There's no reason not to fuck. So yeah. does Jen. So does yeah. Jennifer Walters. Like <laughs> people are like, well, she's being like too sexy and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, have you read the comics? That's the thing. No. Clearly they haven't. Why would, no. why would yeah. these, why would these bridge trolls read the She-Hulk comic? Yeah. Because. Yeah. <sighs> Also, what a hilarious, what a hilarious like mockery of purity culture. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I am so sick of men ages twenty to thirty-five, like making any sort of motion that they give a single hot shit about, like the the children. The, the, uh, yeah, fuck you. You don't care. Like you never cared. So the people watching She Hulk aren't concerned that it. it I mean. That's up to a parent whether they want their 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 little kid to watch it, but there's nothing a thirteen year old couldn't see in that that could yeah, and couldn't there's see nothing a like a million times worse. Yeah, there's nothing super gross, and it's all very respectful and 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 generally consenting. So it's actually an example of very positive relationships. Yeah. Well, what it shows is that men lie sometimes to get women in bed, and you know queer people exist so there's going to be a set of people who bitch about it for deflective reasons like mm -hmm. she's too sexy like uh-huh that's the problem you have with it absolutely sure not mm -hmm. that she's like has agency over her own sexuality and that can't be it can it yeah also man that revenge porn thing made me Oh, was she, she, she was she she was supposed to be pissed well, i was pissed everyone should be pissed everyone should be pissed because I'm just like, well, I called, I called it, like I mm -hmm. called it the bad dude, you know, like a little bit in, and like he's being too perfect, like he's too perfect, and we haven't seen some weirdos in a while who want to steal her blood or some shit. Yeah, as they jokingly mentioned, it's like, mm. um, but it's but I'm like, oh god, I was just yelling. I was like, you pieces of shit, and, and that really... was the point. She it was supposed to demonstrate, and also she was supposed to flip out. Which yeah. she did. That was the point. Also, in terms of Hulk flipouts, that was a really tiny one. That was a very tiny Hulk flip. And out. considering I mean... that, considering the violation she just suffered, you should all be fucking happy that that's all that happened. Like, I oh mean, no, some property damage. Bruce has demolished cities. cities. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's supposed to be kind of the whole point of the the Hulk is I'm public enemy number one. I have to constantly be on the run. Oh, yeah. by the way, I adored the opening for the last episode. Oh yeah, the, it was the, the just the, the classic. And they had a guy. They had a guy dressed up as Jennifer as She Hulk doing mm -hmm. the makeup, being like the Incredible <laughs> Hulk from the tail. I was like, can I just have more of that, please? <laughs> can I get an episode, please? Next episode, next season, give me one whole episode that is just a plot line 
from the 1970s show, but done like this. That Just be, do it. That would be dope as hell. <laughs> that would be awesome. Because it's so, so silly. Uh, if I'm going to be a nitpicking nerd out for a second, sure. they the one thing that I did notice that kind of kind of squished me in the ending was, so we have in the beginning the idea that Bruce and Jen for can't handle the the gamma radiation because they have there's a unique genetic marker like yeah. they have unique genetics why didn't the dude who injected her blood pop like a tick because of plot because yeah, I'm, you, I'm aware I, and honestly that's what i was that's, like, what, I, that's what i thought was going to happen mm-hmm. and yeah. it was just like he explodes and everyone's like oh shit well, I guess that was yeah, a bad that, idea, huh? or or he fights for a little bit, then he explodes, like he his body can't handle it or yeah, something. I, I, I thought that was going to be the conclusion, not the big crazy punch up, but like no, this dipshit thought he could just steal steal power, steal so, steal 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 that, the thunder, and that's part and parcel of the hand wavium like nature of like the rewrite of it. Like, yeah, no, that didn't happen, so we don't actually have to deal with the consequences of that. Uh, like, that would have been an okay thing. Yeah, like, I would have been to- like, I would think that would be fucking cool well, for him. I to, thought like, it was, and I thought, and I was fine with the idea that he that that guy was. I mean, it was from the very first moment. This guy is obviously trying to steal her blood mm-hmm. to give himself Hulk powers, and. You know they can they can tisk tisk me for thinking that's what was going on, but it is what they were presenting the whole time. Yeah, and... that was the quote unquote meta plot of the show. The thing that was the continuity that was running through the show was her blood. Blood was a big part of the show. And I guess it's just like I don't know by hand waving it all off. It's just like well, you kind of just undid the through line up until now, and it's fine that you did that. I don't particularly give a shit. I mean, I guess they just didn't want to show the guy meeting a violent end for his stupid for being a toxic male piece of shit. Yeah. Well, he did get arrested and is going to get sued into oblivion. Yeah. That is instead, true. instead he he got the Alex Jones treatment of getting sued into oblivion, like <laughs> which uh, it's a moment some... of joyous silence for what's happening. To yes, Alex. a moment of joyous silence. <sighs> Rotten hell! Rotten hell! You piece of shit. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I actually I actually like that. Of like, no, I'm going to sue the pants off you. This isn't a punch em up, beat em up. This is real world consequences. And all that precious money that made you cool and became like your entire identity is going to go away. And you're going to be nothing afterwards. And I'm okay with this. I'm like a thousand percent. Because that's what happens in the real world, everyone. That's That's real world consequences. But I want to talk real quick, a couple things before we wrap up. I loved her side characters, Nikki and Pug. Oh, yeah, they were fun. Great. Oh, I, so great. I loved their interaction when they were doing the whole, we're going to get Jen a super suit. Mm-hmm. I oh, okay. yeah. I like the, the, the super super fashion Luke. guy. That yep. was fun. Yep. Very cool. Need say, uh, was it a kid in mode? mode. In, that, in that mode. That's right. I, I enjoyed it. I, I liked I, I am eager to see what they do in season two. Yep, yep. And I don't know. They dropped us something at the end, and I don't know if this is just them shitting with us or if it's real or what. But they fucking brought Scar in. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's apparently precedent for him to be around for the Young Avengers. So yeah, yeah. So Scar is the legitimate son of Bruce and a alien woman from on Sakar, which is if anyone has read world war hulk or uh, sorry planet hulk and that leads into world war hulk it's a big emotional story and it's a great story for hulk 
And if they do anything with it, it's going to be great. But brother, you need to get that hair do fixed <laughs> like right now. Somebody Twitter did a Twitter thing where they just, all they did was Photoshop his like a long, like, like rocker hair on him. And he looked amazing. He looked great. <laughs> that haircut, that's doing nothing for him. Nothing. You're so sassy, Matt. No. You're so sassy no. about these things. Yeah. He just so. looked ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, I liked this character. I liked that story. And I'm like, you look ridiculous. Also, did anyone else notice the ending was basically Fast and the Furious? It's about family. It it's about, about family. family. Oh, car wizards. <laughs> All right. Yes. That's for another show. So we enjoyed She-Hulk. We know you guys will too. So Big recommend. Big okay. recommend. Sit down and watch it. It's not what you expect it to be. And go into with that expect only that expectation and you'll have a blast. Oh, have and, a here's Ryan, and here's Ryan's. I did. I also, in a, in a fit of insanity, I also watched Hawkeye. And I find, and, I, and all I have to say is, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's fine. It's fine. You made me, you made me like him. Congratulations. Yep. Yep. They did a good job. Good job. And, and course, I liked And of course, Yelena was amazing. And Yelena is, she is the best. Like, mm. I love her. I and, love, and oh, I, I do like that we're going to get quirky, quirky, you know, Widow and quirky Widow and Hawkeye team mm-hmm. like, for, again at some point because they obviously were meant for a team up at some point. Oh, yeah. Well, those, two, those two also had great chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also, hey, guys, the actors that play the original Avengers are getting a lot older because we didn't realize this was going to go on forever. And we need to get, we need to hand this off. Unlike the comics, we can't just make them perpetually 20 year olds. Yep. So we need to hand off the torch. This is how we do it. We bring new, younger characters from the comic books to sort of fill in the gaps and do the things. Yep. That's a, uh, that's a decent enough model. I'm, I'm down with it. I'm okay with that. Please do. It gives more diversity yep. inside the MCU, which we desperately need. Well, well, it also has a nice through line of over the course of 20 years or something, you're not going to see Captain America be the same chisel jawed reset back to they're not going to remake captain america you know yeah. they're not going to yeah. like now he's a white man again and we're going to do the old red skull story the whole thing over again you're going to have to watch batman's parents die again i'm sorry <laughs> the pearls are going to go everywhere uncle ben, will, the pearls. uncle ben will have to be shot a fifth time <laughs> <laughs> nice all right i think on that note from everyone here at paul Hegen, go where your fun is Throw some dice.